Everybody's favorite auntie. Hey, auntie. Hey. Episode nine, we made it. Yes, we did. <laughs> and today we have with us a very special guest, my cousin, twin, community activist, former model, lady killer. <laughs> Doesn't know what that means. Hey, auntie. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Uh, no, but in all seriousness, uh, thank you for coming, Twin. Appreciate you. Uh, Twin is a community activist. Uh, he is uh, repping another way of thinking, and we all want hood, uh, as well as a, a host of other organizations um, that you work with, either directly or indirectly. And um, it took us some time for you to for you to get you down here, right? Um, but I just wanted to say that I really admire the work that you're doing. Um, I think in the, I guess, the fight for equality or sort of the social social justice um, movement that seems to be trending right now, um, you have a few types of people, but there are the people who talk about it, right? There are like the policymakers that sit in their glass towers and feel like they can have so much insight, although they've never had the experiences. And then there are people like you who are really on the ground. Uh, making these connections and making things happen. Um, and I just want to applaud you because it's it's not easy. Um, sometimes it's not like you don't get that round of applause always, but you do it and you're relentless. And I think that it, it's amazing. Like, I'm, I'm glad to call you my cousin. Finally. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and my nephew. Yes. <laughs> you know, I try. <laughs> well, you don't try, you do. And that's the difference. So tell us a little bit about what it is that you do, sort of how you got into this line of work, um, why it's fulfilling, just anything that you want to share. Uh, how I got into this work. Well, I've always been into working with the youth, even as far as like my modeling days on fashion and then teaching the young boys how to walk the runway. Yeah. Uh, so, and then I got connected with an organization, well, a movement called Guns Down Life Up. It was okay. an initiative by the hospitals, um, which is called Guns Down Life Up. So I started doing like marketing and branding and we, you know, we had a bunch of shirts and hoodies and we kind of like made it cool to wear a logo like that. Yeah. And have why not? Yes, you do. Yeah. And you got, yo, Guns Down Life Up lit. I've seen them every, I was in Virginia. I was in DC. Remember that time when I was in Virginia somewhere and I met this guy and I'm like, oh, Guns Down Life Up. That's like my cousin. Yeah, my cousin rode with them. Yeah. And he's like, who's your cousin? I'm like, twin. He's like, I know twin. I'm like, all right. Well, bye. let me tell you my experience right quick. I was walking in Soho and I'm walking and I see a guy with the shirt on. And I, I was like, oh, you know my nephew, twin, you know my nephew, twin. And I was like, he was like, yeah, I know twin. I was like, yeah, that's his organization. So you were everywhere. Facts. You did a great but thing. But yeah, it ain't like, I didn't like, it ain't me per se, you know, yeah. but, you know, we actually got it out there. Um, yeah. To, to the, 
I would say, like, the industry, because it was just, like, corporate. It was people that, you know, wasn't coming to the neighborhood. They had, like, these old white ladies and people that worked in the hospital. I was just dealing with it, so. Right. But when I see that sign, um, yeah. guns down, life up, automatically, I think it's like the bad sign. Like I got that's my Batman sign. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's good though, because you need like oftentimes you have these. Ur- <laughs> All right, we're not even gonna. Can we carry on, please? Sam's gonna come. <laughs> Sam Cook. Anywho, um, oftentimes. <laughs> We have these, and guys, we apologize. It's just some mess going on behind the scenes right now. <laughs> but oftentimes we have these organizations, right? And they they may have funding. They may have a great message. But if it's not getting to the people, right, and connecting with them, they're not going to have an impact at all. So I know you didn't create Guns Down Lifestyle, like I'm aware of that. But I think that, you know, like you said, with the marketing and the branding and really connecting it to people in the, the in the communities that they supposedly serve yeah. Oh, yeah. that was that was the secret sauce that they needed you know yeah because yeah, we we made it to where like they had a mission they didn't really know how to get it across right so we helped them with that yeah um and so what I mean, we could talk all day about, right, how do we make the best impact in our communities? How do we sort of create sustainable communities where people are, you know, working? Right. What is community? Well, I think. community nowadays? Well, you tell me what you think community is or what it should be. We have to go back to Thursday. Thursday, we have to talk about that. But, I mean, (laughs) well, they always said it took the village to raise one child. Right. Nowadays. People ain't doing that. The village ain't together. The village ain't on the same page. Uh, nobody knows their next door neighbor. Mm. I was able to get in trouble by the person eight houses down. Yeah. There's no more of that. There's That's no very true. Well, we we um kind of touched on this in, a, in another segment that we did. On, I think it was episode maybe four or five. Um. Um, do you actually think that social media, the digital days of the community now? Well, community, it's community. I think it it basically like uh, shines a light on things that you're really not supposed to be focused on because it's almost like you're in everybody else's business and you're not focusing on yours. So it's a distraction if mm. you're not using it for a platform. Sort of, sort of like a filter. When you take that selfie and you filter it, it's like you're not really being your true self, or you're not really being into your. A filter? What a filter is what? It's when you change your image. Oh, or, oh, or, you don't want to go there with me. Or the person. I, no, I'm just about, saying. Because if you want to sit there and you want to say filter, you know, okay, you know where I'm going with that. Well, man, no, where are you going? No, okay, we're not going there. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, is yeah, my, yeah, yeah. this, don't, this don't, is, don't, this don't, is no, my see, No, no, <laughs> see, you misunderstood. But, but what I was trying to say is basically, um, with the um, takes a village. It's like basically I was trying to tie that into the image that people portray. It's not what it really is, and when when you in a village and you 
you being like like you said, you don't know your next door neighbor. But in in my generation, I knew my next door neighbor. I used to get in trouble by my next door neighbor. So I was I was like it wasn't like I could put on a front with them because they knew who I was and what I was doing because they was watching. Like they do. I would say times has changed because back then everybody almost knew what everybody was doing because you kind of stuck next to everybody because there was no phones. Right. Our communication was different. So it was like, how did you find out or know about something was going on? Everybody was at a certain area at a certain time talking about it. So everybody wasn't really leaving their neighborhood and whatnot. You only knew what was going on in your neighborhood yeah. because you stayed in your neighborhood and you only go about Social media allows you to know what so many other people are doing. From all over the place. place. Yeah, I agree. And I think that that, you know, a lot of organizations and a lot of people who are focused on community activism are doing just that, trying to bring the community back. Um, I I do think that, you know, social media has played a part, um, but I think even long before social media, you know, when you talk about the the community, the black and brown community, I think, you know, it's the, the I guess, demise of that, in a sense, is larger than social media. You're dealing with a group of people who are trying to get out of whatever they're trying to get out of. And they haven't met their goals, but still have people asking them for help. A lot of people don't help the next person. Right. Because it's like, you want me to spend my energy on helping you, and I'm trying to get a certain place. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, they don't have, it's, it's just, the support is a little different. The way people, you know, just think and help out, it's just totally different. They're not, everybody's for themselves. Right. And and that's sort of like the, the lack of community, right? Because Think about like what what you're doing, right? And w- with your activism, it's you're helping, you're making the connection in order to help people, not because it directly helps you, but because it helps a group of people get to hopefully where they want to be or to be better, which in turn will help the community as a whole. So that's what I'm saying in terms of the like the demise of that community, the concept of true community. It's not about one, it's about the collective, right? And so you can put it on social media, sure. But even before social media, a lot of it was, it went from, you know, I'm if, if I'm at work, you can, I know Miss Dolores, which is like a real person from our blog, she can watch me. Like if I'm hungry, she'll feed me. If she sees me doing something, she's going to step in to don't talk to my child. Don't touch my child. And sort of that, it started in the family. And then it also trickled into every other aspect of oh, yeah, our lives. You also, the maturity levels, I think, is different back then too. People are way more mature than now. And the responsibility was. I'm 100% agree on that. Um, I actually was watching the program and, you know, they were saying that um, basically the kids now, like, 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 okay, let's just take it back to my age, right? My generation. I had somebody to teach me, right? Because, you know, we didn't, like I said, we didn't have like social media, we didn't have cell phones. So, 
it was morals and values that I was taught by my parents, right? Now, fast forward to your age, your your generation, right? All they know is social media, right? And then when the next generation come, all they're going to know is social media. So they're not going to have anybody to teach them or to show them. Only social media. Only social media. But, exactly. but then, okay, because back then, even though, yes, yeah, like technology now has made things so much more accessible, but at the same time, technology now is how you're able to touch people, right? Like, you know, when you do certain projects, if you can't physically reach out and touch a person that you're working with, one of the youth that you're working with, maybe you can send them a text. Or you can send them the link to your video or post on your Instagram. So technology, like we actually pre, pre-recording, we were talking about that. Right. But you can actually get your point across. But I have Absolutely. So it, it can be used in a good way. I think, again, what, what we're missing is that sense of community and also a sense of like just be, being present. You're trying to tell me there wasn't kids that. Yeah. There was kids that like, oh, it's dark. I gotta get my ass home, or else. Like, of course, there were. Yeah. There was a bunch of that. There's not. There's none of that. But but there Parents were also kids. But there were also kids and teenagers or whatever who got hooked on drugs. Like it's not like there are in every I guess era or every generation you can talk about the good and the bad for the same way that you had your parents and they were strict on you old girl down the block was running amok and she got sucked up in the streets just as easily like even we have in every family you can talk about that you can talk about the ones who went this way and the ones that went that way the neighborhood okay school right you can teach your kid everything in the house right you can try to change them you know and they hang out with five people, and those people that they see in school. If you don't get all of them, they're still hanging out long enough time to brainwash your kid back mm-hmm. to where they need them. Their mindset. Like, yeah, you could be here for a little couple of hours, but remember, they once they leave the house, they I can't wait to meet my friends. Right. And that this now I'm I gotta be down. I gotta feel some type of way. If I start thinking smart or not the way that they thinking, I'm not cool. So then what do you think, you know, in, in your experience from you know from working with adolescent adolescents, what because I, I think I mean some may call it like your consciousness, that voice, that whatever. I feel like there's always something there in the ones because everyone has the opportunity to go off the deep end, right? We've all been presented with situations where it's like, okay, I could really do this. I could really do this shit. And there's no coming back. Or I'm going to a new level of like, I don't know, fuckery for lack of a better term. But what is it that keeps person A from taking that step? Like like you said, you have a group of guys, right? It's five of them. Out of the five, there might be one who's not going to go rob that store or not going to try the drugs or not going to join the gang. What do you think, even like for, for parents that are listening, for whatever the caregiver is, um, you know, that have adolescent children at home, what is it that, and of course it's not the same for everyone, 
But what is it that would prevent someone from going off the deep end? I, in, in my opinion, I think that it all goes back to parenting. It's like once you 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 can you talk and you talk and you you know you 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 teach your kids or you trying to t- um, guide them in the right directions, and sometimes you don't think they're listening, but they are listening. And when they get in these type of situations, they hear it, they hear it like, oh, okay, my mother, <laughs> she's not going to go for this. So let me get try to get myself out of this. Now, there are some that are so, um, like, I think social media have some of these kids, like they lonely. Like they look for the keyboard for for. Out of all the kids that go to school, not all the kids, but you know, the minorities, mm-hmm. how many of them do you think get their homework checked by their parents? Enough to keep them like, yo, my parents are really on me. The only ones that stay on their parents, on their kids, are the ones who are in fucking sports. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh-huh. That's for the sports. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sport, sports. Sports moms and sports pops says mm-hmm. they're there. They want they you can be that way just in whatever career that they choose. You be on your kid just like that. But even even but the kid that even the kid that um do do. like we said, like I like I stated earlier, that's going to remove themselves out of that situation. I think their parents are checking their homework. Yeah. I think their parents are making sure that their homework is done, making sure um they fed. You know, making having a nurturing home and the father is there to guide the children as well, because that's very important um, in raising kids as well as having both parents in their life. But you have well, it's not home, it's also so not I think it's, it's I think I think you got a better chance. And then I'm not saying it's always right. I think you have a better chance in that type of environment versus. A environment where a parent that really means well, right, but have to go to work, work eight, 12, 16 hours, and no father at home. Because, like we said, it takes a village, right. right? So, it's no one there to help her. So, when she comes home from work, she's tired. And here comes little Johnny with homework. So, okay, I think I, I just want to circle back because I, I think we're getting. Like, we're talking about what we already know. Right. Right? So we know if a, a child, if there's a two-parent household, there's better success rates. If you're more engaged with your children, you know, it's it's a better success rate. But what about, like, I... Is different. Yes. Each person has a different mentality. Yes. Uh, uh, personality, you know, ego, all of that stuff gets in the way. Like, you know what I mean? Because you, you can have a kid could just be blocking you just because they're mad and they didn't come down off of it. Like, you understand? Like, you can get into a point where, you know, I'm, I'm going to fuck. And I'm going to fuck. actually, you can say that and really be giving it about what you just said you didn't get about, but you just got to, you got to keep that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then some people just go, just go left from that. Like, you got a lot of kids that do that. So it's like, each, it's, uh, youth is different and their mindset is different. You just once you talk to them, you just gotta figure it out. So can you give us some 
strategies that you have found to be most effective? I mean, for me, I actually like to figure out what they're actually into. Because mm-hmm. once you're into, you're, you're actually talking. And then when you're talking to them, you're able to ask questions and then not like open-ended questions. You know, right. I mean? they don't feel like they're being interrogated. Yeah. Or whatnot. You understand? So it's almost like you're asking open-ended questions, you know? So, you know, why did you, why would you do that? It's like, so, you know, so you went here and well, this, this happened. You know what I mean? Now they're answering it and not really like, yeah, they're they're providing like, you. They're giving you some insight. Like, like you, you really question me. Like, I don't feel like being interrogated. So it's it's different. And then you feel like a lot of kids feel like they uh people have been hiding information. I get a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think it's because it's almost like why would I put you on? But when I'm you say hiding information, on? what do you mean? Like just information, like you know, just because like if you're in a room, right? And say you have an idea or you're about to pursue, pursue something, right? You may not talk about it in front of me because you ain't even start to pursue it yet. Mm-hmm. I may be interested in doing that too, but, you know, you're not going to give me the information about it because you're still thinking about doing it. So you're not, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to even make you feel like, oh, you know what? They ain't going to teach me. They ain't going to let me learn. Right. So you're about that. Mm-hmm. So essentially, from what I gather, all of this really is coming back to community, right? Because you're going to have two-parent households. You're going to have one-parent households. You're going to have parents who check the homework and the ones who don't, right? You're going to have the kid who hears the voice of their parent in their head and the one who's like, to hell with it and do it anyway. Like, we're going to get all of those because this is, you know, real life. Um, And I think that we need more people like you who are like, because you don't have children. So. (laughs) I heard heard that children, I heard that word. Yeah, anyway. um, But my. my, my, Children mean kids, right? Yes, yes, it does. My my point is (laughs) you're, you're someone, again, who's not doing it for a reward you're doing it because you know that it's important to the community right you're doing it for the give back and so if we have more people who sort of take that social stance like this may not be my child because that's how it was back in the day this may not be my child but if i see them doing something i'm gonna get that ass like what Ew, but I'm just, but, but there's different ways of doing it, right? Because look at what you're doing. Because you're doing that too. You're like, if I see you getting in trouble, I'm going to get that ass. But instead of you coming and threatening, I'm just saying, but instead of you coming and threatening with a belt, you're like, yo, let's talk it out. Let, let me connect I'm with you. Let me learn right. Because let me tell you, I was in this lady before I was working when I came in as a consultant. Put together some of that. And, um, we were inside August Martin High School, mm-hmm. and we had a classroom, and it was like the Jamaican version, the Asian thing, where it was getting along. So, you know, number one, you got school safety, you got the teachers, you got the counselors. This was like a real thing? This is a real thing. We were doing this, and they may be back, well, maybe last year they was, was in there. But we was in there, and they would have a group of guys, and we would go in there, and we'd be like, well, pull them to the side. Like, yo, you're like, what are you doing? Because they didn't really respect, you know, they didn't respect the... Uh, the school safety. Mm-hmm. They looked at school safety like 
you know, when I was a class like cops. Yeah. You know, and then they're more flyer and, you know, so it's like they don't have no respect. The parents, you know, they don't care. So it's like someone like me coming in and me either being attached to like 50 Cent or just hearing that or people who's done did their time. Right. They can relate to them. They're not going to relate to somebody that looks like I told them you were doing something. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. And now they're coming to question you about what you did. Yeah. No, I'm in the hallway. I'm running around looking like them. I'm like, yo, come on, bro. Like, you know, and they'll they'll give me that time. Like, so what do you what do you want to do? Want to do this? Want to do that? All right, cool. I'm going to try to find something to help them immediately. And then once somebody see the other kid sees how quick that happened, that turn around. Yeah, they're like, oh, like, oh, I, I do this too. I do yeah, this. yeah. And now it's almost like now they're following with with the intent and interest. Right. So, because yeah. they seeing Don't somebody like them. Exactly. And they seeing somebody that um that have achieved certain things in life. So maybe, you know, oh I wanna be like him. I can do what he do. So let me just listen. And and I think that's um important too, because I think in the youth mind, when you start um coming at them a certain way, it's like they turn off. So when they see somebody like them, and their age, not their age, but, you know, like hit like them, they can feel more open and be willing to talk more and express, you know, how they feel. It was almost like, you know, being like the inside man, because it's like you're in the schools, you're roaming around, and then you come across someone who was pointed out by you, mm-hmm. to you, and then I go talk to them. Now, if they were... I'm sending you to somebody or yeah. Whatever. Nah, they all they told so, you. So so it's it's in a space that makes them comfortable. It's yeah, on their terms. They don't even, they don't yeah. even see it, they don't even see it coming right. until they, to the point where I'm just mad cool and a lot of the things you're doing is a turn off and you're like, all right, my bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. They respect you. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's almost like so what they call it is credible messengers. Credible mm. messengers is even why I shot the the PSA because I believe that. You can sit there and you can talk to them, like even with the situation that happened with Nipsey Hustle. Everybody's like, Yeah, you know, we know we need to get there, we need to change the youth and you know, we need to come together and you had you know, you had a lot of different gang members bangers and coming together. So what did you think that that looked like? Somebody sat down, gave a speech and whatnot, and some of it may go out the window the next day, you know, with you know, it's not like they just peace peace now, they're not gonna do nothing now. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, it's a process. What does that what does that look like? Getting two people to come together and a credible messenger is that one person that can say, yo, come here, meet me here. You're not going to do nothing. You're not going to do nothing. You see it in the movies, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, your weapons, your weapons, come one person, come one person. And they sit there because they, they respect this one person. And right. you don't have that in the neighborhood. Mm. Now you have okay. some, the ones who they do respect want you to do all the ignorant shit because mm. they're doing all the ignorant shit, catching all the charges for that person. For that person, right. yeah. Right. I think all schools should have some some a person like that, like a mediator yeah, or somebody that you know, like not the principal office because when you go to the principal office in their mind they think in trouble, right? But and even the guidance some, counselor, right? Saying. Even like you have someone like you come in and you can mediate, like you know, sure, let me... make them kind of see like what you're doing is you know like talking out and 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 once you start talking. The situation out, and you hear it come out of your mouth. 
then you could be like, oh my God, this is so stupid. See, like, I, I see, get all this like, for that. Like, like, say, like the prison system, right? For the kid, for the, uh, the youth that gets locked up, right? And they're in there for a certain amount of time or however. What is really in there getting them prepared? Because they, they're going right back to the same, they're going back to the same neighborhood. Right. So those dudes who's on the corner, when they get locked up, are they really in jail? Because they get comfortable too quick. Yes. Because it's like, yo, let me get my cheese. Or, yo, you, you want shit? No? Uh, give me that. I mean, yes. I'm, I'm being yeah. looking. Like, just well, watching. I, I, well, someone who's been working in the prison system for 22 years, I think that it has become um, a place of comfortability for these guys, right? On one hand, right, they're offering programs for these guys and spending billions of dollars on programs for these guys, right? And then they go home and then you're looking at paper and the same guy that y'all let out will do another crime and come back to jail. Recidivism. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like... You spending all of this money, where what what are you doing? Like, is it just to say or for it to look good to say you doing something? Well, if they're spending a certain amount of money, how much do they get coming in? Exactly. That's true. The prison the prison system is not designed right. for it's, correction. It's, Actually, you know absolutely. Because it's a billion dollars. It's almost like you open it up and it's like you know yes. you're getting these these motherfuckers customers. Yes. <laughs> and you know what? And, and honestly, when Ooh. I used to work when I was working in there, I used to talk to these guys and I used to tell them, like, listen, you keep doing the same thing over and over, and now you got Xbox now. And you got this. Why do you think they're giving you this? They want you to stay. They want you to bring your brother. They want you to, <laughs> to, to come here yeah, because it's a business. Oh, yes. Come on, on down. <laughs> and and, and, and you're trying to fight the oppressor, but you need to fight what's going on within you. We'll be right back, guys. We are back with Auntie Lisa and Twin. Um, so, you know, as usual, we, we touched on a lot of different things. Um, and the purpose of the podcast is not really to provide any particular resolution. It's more about creating a conversation, um, which we always aim to do. And so, Twin, I wanted to ask you, I know you recently um, dropped a PSA, a public service announcement for those who don't know. Um, called Jealousy and Envy. So tell us a little bit about that. What inspired you to create it? What's the message behind it? And of course, where people can find it. Okay, well, uh, working with the organization called Life Camp, uh, Erica Ford, uh, one of the guys that she had working on the staff members, he was the, uh, one of the, uh, what, the assistants over there. He did 18 years. Wow. He was uh he shot somebody, shot and killed someone. They robbed him for his chain. Um, and it was someone that he knew. He was set up. Uh, and then he went back and shot the person. He didn't go back and shoot the person that day. I think a couple of months went past. And it's like he felt that he needed to go do it because of who he's hanging out with. So when he told me his story, um, he had a bunch of stories. 
you know, and I was always into, you know, just filming. I think I'm a visionary. And I actually took the story and, and shot a PSA because I was already within the work. And I felt like you can talk to the kids all you want, but they need to visually see something to where it's like they can say to themselves, like, you know what? That's me. Or I'll be wilding. Or right. So I, got, I see those traits in myself. Right. And, yeah, so that's what it is. Okay. And then, then there's also a alternative, another way yeah. of handling things. Another way of thinking. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, which I loved, because um, it was kind of like a the sliding door effect, right? Like in in the PSA, if you guys haven't seen it, jealousy and envy, uh, you can stream it on YouTube, right? Oh, oh, so we got the sneak peek. Excuse yeah, all me. All major movie theaters. <laughs> you know, November thirty first. <laughs> okay. Well, in. <laughs> Um, in in the in the PSA, you know, um, twins character something happens to him, and what it shows is uh, two different ways he can go. It shows his sort of knee jerk or initial reaction, and then the camera sort of goes back in time, which we all wish we could do um, in real life, and it gives an alternative or another way of thinking to where. The, the results are better for all parties involved. Um, and what you were talking about in terms of visual, I think that's really important, right? Because you can talk to someone until they're blue in the face, right? But if you establish that connection and then you're playing something out where, like you said, the viewer is like, oh, I do that. Or like, yeah, I would react like that. And then you do it, but then you show them like, wait, you can just as easily do this oftentimes people don't even realize that there's another path just a step to the left, right? Because it, when you watch it, you know, I was, what got me is like when when the camera sort of rewind back and you just did one thing, right? It wasn't like, like you it's literally just, did one yeah, thing to make all the difference. Yeah, it was a situation where, you know, uh, growing up with someone and I felt that, what he was doing wasn't the way to go, so I stopped hanging out with him. Right. And because I had other ideas and ventures that I wanted to do, and you know, he was always getting into trouble. So it just shows that when distancing yourself from someone and how you go about it. Right. Right. Uh, you could either have a conversation. Maybe if I had a conversation, I'll, yeah. I'll know. Absolutely. You know, so Absolutely. It, it won't be those those thoughts of like you know. Really, he's trying to dis right, 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 for sure. Which touches on too, even like, and I don't know if this was intentional or not, but that scene where, where um, your I guess adversary was like, you know, we grew up with each other, and you know, the dude came and addressed everybody, and he didn't address me, and like the he was hurt, so that even addresses sort of that emotional right, like because I feel was like he hurt. Or, or was he disrespected? Or, or, or he disrespected because I didn't acknowledge him in front of his peers. Well, I think that the the disrespect was masking the hurt. If you ask me, right? Because when he didn't he didn't just come out and say, "Oh, this nigga disrespected me." What he said was, "We've been friends for years. Mm -hmm. I we knew each other for years." That means there's an emotional connection there. So, so if I, there's I, an emotional connection. Then why rob me? Instead of coming to talk to me and be like, yo, you played yourself. Right. You know what I mean? Or whatever. You 
But but that's the thing. Like in in the PSA, you'll see that it's another way of thinking. Like you can have those thoughts, but you can just as easily have another thought, alternative thought, where you go yeah, another way. Yeah, consequences, of your actions. For sure. And and I love I love this. I think that um, we need more. And hold on, if you want to take it deeper, was his intent to um, rob you and then see if you was going to retaliate or rob you and save face to his people? So, or even it, it, it even pull you back in because we could get real just, deep. That's why I thought you was going there with this, go. like rob yeah. you mm-hmm. and have you retaliate. So now you pulled pull back, back into, into the life. Right. Like we could, you know, I, you I could, don't want him to do better. So right. I want to pull him back in. Right. But also, I wanted to say what you 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 spoke on it a few minutes ago. You said how I addressed him, right? Because and that's very important because I thought about that when. I was watching it like you can go up with someone and have this relationship with them and there can come a time where it's like you're not good for me right and I have to remove myself from you and by all means you should do that but when you said it's how you address I think that's important too because it's different if you're just like you moving you ain't never gonna see the dude again but right if y'all in the same hood I know the same people you don't have to, but I think that the the better the or the smarter, I guess, more mature way of handling it would be to have that conversation, right? Because even the mediator, Kay Bain, in, in the PSA was like, Well, you know, did you did you communicate that? Like you guys are not really communicating. So I think that again, communication, what we always talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. But and I also believe that you could give a person dabs and then still not mess with them. Yeah. So Look. in his eyes, like, you know, everybody was there and like you just totally just and you didn't give him a pound and you gave everybody else a pound and he felt like damn, this is my boy. We grew up a long time and I understood your part of it. I'm trying to do better for my life, get better. So I'm not going to mess with you. But you don't have to mess with somebody and also give them a pound. Yeah, like I said, it's, it's so many like I said, ways, so many, other ways that you can handle just, it. But he just felt like, oh, well, like, but look at his action off of some, a long time friend not right. saying what's up to him. Look right. to where he went. So right. Look at his mindset. Yeah. That's why I stopped. <laughs> yeah. You, right. you, you, you go get me. But it's basic. It's even like in a relationship. It's just basic communication. What's that? I really have to Sir, we're, we're on a positive note today. So no, no, no. I'm yeah. not. I didn't say just, just, I know. I'm just talking about good. communication. It's just basic communication with somebody. Yeah. And. A lot of things can be avoided if you just communicate with somebody. So like, true. Yeah, it's just like, and then when when y'all talked about it in front of the mediator, and you know, you got everything came out. It was like, what? Like, is this what he robbed you for? Is yeah. this what it was for? Because yeah. you want to do better yourself, and he's moving a certain way. It's like, yo, it was like crazy, but it was a very great movie I, I enjoyed it and a lot of kids should see that and they can yeah. know that there's other alternative than guns yeah definitely going to be dropping it on 
you know, putting it out right at the end of this week on YouTube. I have some YouTube links. I'm going to actually create some flyers as well with the YouTube link on it. For sure. Uh, jealousy and Envy, PSA. Yeah, it was it was really um, in, impactful, like seriously. And I was like, oh, you're a good actor. <laughs> so props to you. So as a cousin, you should just take out a line of credit. You know what see, I mean? Support me and just, see, you know what I'm saying? We just, got you, bro. Just run your whole credit card up to, to you know, to my vision. We got Please, you. Please, just run your whole credit card up to my well, vision. Well, as we a cousin, you. I will support you in and every way And then we're going to go get my uncle's credit card. Because <laughs> I need some things, too. Listen. We, I, we we got your back. I'm not right. running my credit card lineup for nobody. Yeah, all right. See, then that, that, we, we got your family. back, though. That's my family, y'all. That, that, that's the, top, that's the toxicity that we don't need anymore. Because you ask first? Uh, anyway, not I, I'm not doing this with you. Not not on this pair podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yes, I, again, we appreciate you. We appreciate all the work that you are doing in the community. And um, it, it's just important. Like We always talk about how... You know, like people say, there's no one way to to show Black excellence, right? That's like a thing. And there's no one way to be an activist, right? Like you don't have to be quoting Marcus Garvey or not that there's anything wrong with that, right? But you don't have to be, you know, Malcolm You don't have to be the the intellectual. And I'm not saying that you're not, but you understand, like, I, you don't... It, it doesn't always have to. <laughs> I'm not trying to play you. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't always have to come from an intellectual space. Sometimes it's just connecting with the person, establishing that relationship, actually getting off your computer, right? It's, it's good to write articles, it's good to do research and studies. We need those things because they help drive us as well. But it's equally as important to have. Um, those what did you call them messenger what is it critical credible, credible, messengers. credible messengers that we learned something today right auntie Absolutely. credible messengers are very very important um we need them in our schools we need them in in the communities for sure um i know and and and, and, and social interact yeah yes this that's very important everybody's social interaction is what they're looking up yeah, but well, I mean, no, like, I mean, live, like, live, like, in, like person. Yeah, in person. Well, yes. well cell phones, not that. Every, so, like, you could be at a... Like, and here you come, right, with your program, and you have these kids in front of you, you talking to them, mm-hmm. you're enlightening them, you're showing them another way of thinking, and that's... So important. So important. Because that's, like you said, they have the cell phones. This is all they're doing. They don't have the social interaction that they really need. Yeah. And when they have that, it's very, very important. Yep. And I appreciate you for yeah, doing it's that. It's almost like you look at it as a, as a new way, like navigation. You want to go this route, you want to go this route. Right. right. Get you here, get you faster. You might go, you go through this block, go through this neighborhood, or you can go that way. Absolutely. Absolutely. A new you know, way of thinking. What you going to do on your GPS? What you brought you going to go on that GPS? Facts. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, man. Um, so as usual, guys, we thank you for listening. We want to let you know that we're available on all major platforms where you may listen to your podcast. That is Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, um, Stitchers, we actually, maybe we need to do a SoundCloud. Um, I don't know. Guys, if you want to hear us on SoundCloud, let us know. 
Um, you can also listen at blackbravado.com slash everybody's favorite auntie. That's A-U-N-T-I-E um, at Black Bravado. If you don't have, like if you don't stream music, you're able to listen for free. Uh, please drop us a line. We're on Facebook, uh, facebook.com at everybody's favorite auntie. We are on Instagram at Black Bravado. We want to connect with you guys. Let us know what you think. If you have topics that you'd like for us to discuss, um, you can email us at Auntie Lisa at blackbravado.com. Next week will be our last episode. Yes, it will. For season one, we made it. Uh, And then we'll be doing a wrap party in New York City in Harlem. Um, So you guys will have more information about that soon. We're going to invite people, you know, because I'm single. Hey! (laughs) You are more than welcome to come. (laughs) We're single for 19 years. Good night. (laughs) It's just good night. This is not... A date in <laughs> Right. This is not your opportunity <laughs> to shoot your shot with our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> um, but I mean, ladies, if you're interested, he will be there. So I mean, I don't know. Whatever. That's on you. Yeah. Don't blame it on a podcast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you again so much for listening. Tune in next week um for another episode of Everybody's Favorite on T. See you guys later. Later. Peace.